Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Nerd Talk Ellipse, where nerd enthusiasts such as us come together with a common goal to geek out and preach nerdism in yesterday's and today's nerd culture. Featuring your hosts, Lane Stipe and DJ Penn Hollow. This is Nerd Talk Ellipse. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and thanks for joining us for episode 11 of Nerd Talk Ellipse. My name is Lane. And I'm Deej. And as always, we're geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. Marvel and DC, specializing in the CW's Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, to Harry Potter, The Walking Dead, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, and everything in between. That's right, folks. Today on our show, we're going to be talking about the latest and greatest in nerd news. This week's awesome episode of The Flash. We've got Star Wars Episode Eight rumors. League Justice League movie rumors. And much more. So without further ado, here comes Nerd News. It's time for the latest in Nerd News with Nerd Talkalypse. Alright guys, we got Walking Dead news for all you guys today. Uh, there's <laughs> This first one's a little long, so I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Earlier this week, Wednesday, April 20th, The Walking Dead comic books released a new spin-off comic with the subtitle of The Alien. The story is a one-shot um, tale following a man named Jeff Grimes and his experience in Europe. We're assuming Spain. Um, we follow him on a mini run through the city with a woman named Claudia as they oh, both not yet. as they both uh, try to make it to a boat. Yes, if you made it through Supergirl. Almost. Um... As they both try to make it to a boat and a goal of getting to the U.S., the story has uh, been deemed 100% canon by Robert Kirkman himself. Um, you know, he's the creator and writer of the Walking Dead series in general. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So it was written by – hang on. Where is it here? I wrote it down, and I don't even know where it is. Yeah. Working hard. <laughs> All right. Um, Marcos Martin and Brian K. Vaughn. They wrote it. Um, I don't think Kirkman had anything to do with writing it themselves or himself, I guess. And uh, it's, uh, but he did deem it 100% canon. 
So we're following Jeff Grimes. Um, he he mentions that. Uh, so this is this part's a total spoiler warning. So Nate, if you're still watching and you haven't read this yet, I really apologize, but it's really cool. So if you want to know about it, keep listening. Um, Jeff Grimes is the assumed younger or older brother of Jer- of Sheriff Rick Grimes. Well, I guess not assumed. He does say he's the brother. I meant assumed for younger or older. Um, leader of Alexandria, uncle to Carl Grimes. Um, he referenced both in this one-off comic. We will not go into any further details. If you'd like a copy of this comic, you can make your own price and buy it at panelsyndicate.com. I paid $1 for it. Worth it. Yeah, so it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Ronda Rousey is not rumored for anything except for UFC fights. However, she is expressing some extreme interest in appearing in The Walking Dead. Personally, I think she is a Magna. In the flesh. That's the my. Flesh. That was my personal thing. Um, I think oh, she yeah. looks like Magna. Magna is a leader of a small group of first appears in issue 127, which is a two-year time jump forward from issue 126. So, I don't know about any of you, but I think she totally could be Magna in the flesh. Yeah. I mean, Nate Nate Prim, has, uh, he knows who Magna is, I think, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Very possible. If Nate, if you're so listening, what do you think about Magna? Uh, or Ronda Rousey being Magna. Um, and then the last piece of Walking Dead news we have was Jeffrey Dean Morgan turned 50 this week. So happy belated birthday to him. Negan is old. Negan is 50. Um, All right, now we're going to get into some DC news. DC Universe. This is, yeah, I think you're going to like that. Batman Arkham HD collection, including every Arkham title, is being released on current gen platforms with updated visuals and DLCs. Pre-orders can be taken as of this week. Hell yeah. They had Dylan Freeman. Yeah, she would be a great Magna. Yeah, hell yeah, Dylan. See, That's we, awesome. I mean, we have yet to see what Magna can really do. Like, you know, we haven't really. Yeah, she she's going to be important, but it just depends well how, I guess. But, um, yeah, the new Arkham games, they're going to bring them out for PS4 and Xbox One. They're going to start. They're Arkham doing all Asylum. of them. I mean, fucking Arkham. Arkham fucking Knight was fucking awesome, dude. And those graphics were. Right. Oh. It's going to be nuts. So, uh, um. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Willem Dafoe. Yes, Spider-Man veteran Willem Dafoe has been cast in Justice League um, and has been characterized as a good guy. It's going to be strange to see him as a good per- good guy. It's going to be weird to me. So, But later in this show, we've got some DC Comics, uh, lit, um, DC Comics, Justice League movie rumors. Yeah. And it's got a little bit more information about Willem Dafoe. Um, I'm kind of inter- uh, interested for all you guys to check that out. It's going to be It's going to be cool. Well, I guess uh, Sci-Fi, the channel Sci-Fy, S-Y-F-Y, is looking to get into some of the superhero business, according to THR, with a possible pilot order for David S. Goyer's Krypton. The series would be Goyer's take on Superman's origin story, but not in the way you might think. The narrative would be constructed around the House of L, and when they were ostracized from Kryptonian society, Superman's grandfather would be the primary protagonist and would follow his attempts to bring equality to Krypton. So, hell yeah. I mean, it can't really be Superman's... It wouldn't be really Superman's origin story because Superman never really lived on Krypton at all. Like, right. Superman was a... It'd, well, it'd be, yeah. One. I guess it would be... It would just be Krypton's origin story, I guess. Like, who knows he, if he, it's just like a can. one-off season or if it's not a one-off season, then they could... Bring a lot of yeah, information. Yeah, I saw a commercial. I think something for Krypton, and I was I'm, eh, it's going to be like Batman's version of Gotham. I think, but I'm kind of excited ish, about it. Yeah. I like. I, th- I think. I, I, I think it's cool. I, I hope that they adapt like a Krypton that's very similar to Man of Steel's Krypton. 
Yeah. Because that shit's crazy. Oh, yeah, that Krypton's badass. So, all right. So the last piece of DC Universe news is Kevin Smith. The great Kevin Smith has directed episode 21 of the Flash TV series, and uh, we're all very excited about it. Is that next episode? No, I think it's one more. Oh, I can't next, wait to watch no, it. No, two. Two weeks two, away. Two weeks. I think episode 18 just aired. So Okay. Um, but he has gone on record saying that this is his absolute favorite thing that he's ever directed. He said he's watched it no less than 50 times. <laughs> um, and, I mean, which is good because he's a movie director. I mean, not... His movies are all comedies and whatever, but he said he absolutely loved doing it, and he is willing to go back all the time. <coughs> all right, and I guess now we're going to get into some Marvel Universe news. Doctor Strange trailer only wait. Doctor Strange trailer gives only a small taste of how crazy movie how crazy a movie can get, according to a screenwriter. Quote: "You are only getting a small taste of just how crazy this movie gets. We have only just sl- the slightest hints of magic in there." Co-screenwriter Robert Corgill said on the podcast, The Sunday Service, There are major characters you don't even glimpse in that trailer. There's so there's so much stuff going on that this thing is just nutty. The stuff they let us do, I cannot believe they let us do it. So, that's, that's crazy. Because that, tra- that trailer looked pretty crazy, so I can't even imagine. I can't wait to see Doctor Strange, dude. Oh, yeah. So, I don't I know saw, if I... I saw a weird picture. It, showed, it looked like Doctor Strange was in Civil War. That would be crazy. I saw, I saw a picture of Captain America standing over Doctor Strange laying on the ground. I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe it's like a after credit scene or something. Maybe. I don't know. But I saw it. Um, so these next two are a little bit flip-flopped, and one of them is the reason, you know, but they're both kind of cause and effect, I think, is what I what I had heard. But Robert Downey Jr. joins the cast of Spider-Man Homecoming, which was complete breaking news in the middle of the week. Total surprise to everybody. He's going to be in that movie. I wonder if we'll see Iron Spider in that movie. I don't know. I, I heard that we're supposed to see a glimpse of Iron Spider in Civil War. So right. I wonder if that movie will take place before or after Civil War. Do, you know, do we know anything about what time, what place Homecoming takes place? Uh, no. Not that I know if of. If it takes place before, we could possibly see him create Iron Spider. For yeah. Him. I don't know. I thought. May say, we're, just, we're this close to seeing Civil War in theaters. Yeah, it's real close. So th- this next one is something we talked about last week. Um, last week, we we had spoken about Michael Keaton possibly coming into Spider-Man: Homecoming as a villain, which he is no longer doing. So he's not. No, and that was in result of Robert Downey Jr. joining the cast. Well, he doesn't want to be in a movie with Robert Downey. I don't know what. It was just like a cause and effect type deal. Like one thing happened, the other thing happened, one right after the other. So people were starting to think that maybe it's because of that, or it just could be a coincidence. Right. But well, I don't think I don't think he has a problem with Robert Downey Jr. Right. And then All right. uh Captain America Civil War apparently has a Spider Man homecoming Easter egg, so keep your eyes peeled, pay attention to the movie, and maybe we'll see it. Um and Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, I said his scene with Spider Man is awesome. He really, really loved it. Um I'm, that's it for that. That was all they didn't really go too far into detail about what happens in it, but it's really cool. Uh out of nowhere. Deadpool is coming home sooner than anyone thought. The movie will be will hit digital HD Tuesday, April 26th. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Digital HD, Deadpool. Hell yeah. So so we have a little bit of Star Wars news, and I've got to click this thing because there was a lot. A lot? A lot involved. Well, it's, it's really cool either okay. way. Okay. These are all complete Star Wars rumors. All of them are very interesting. I'm going to go ahead and just start reading off of this. You can pick up wherever I leave off if you're interested in going far into it. 
Uh, I believe that it's... I'll just read. It says, The supposed full plot of the next Star Wars movie and the true identity of Daisy Ridley's mysterious Ray have reportedly been revealed by a Reddit user who claims to have read the film's script. Now, a lot of people do not think that this is a legitimate because it came from Reddit. Yeah, who and, knows? you know, there was a lot of speculation. Same thing about The Force Awakens and, and all that stuff. And a lot of it turned out to be wrong. So this is the same thing we got going on here. Um, this is the heavily spoiler-laden script rundown for the follow-up of J.J. Abrams' blockbuster, The Force Awakens, explains why the staff-wielding space scavenger... Did you say that five times fast? Yeah. <laughs> is strong with the Force and features one major revela- revelation that, if true, would be a shocking plot twist as Darth Vader's I Am Your Father moment in 1980's Empire Strikes Back. You want to read? We're just going to read all of this? Well, there. I think it's all like kind of sort of mixed in. Well, among the more minor, less spoilery revelations are the return of Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and yes, you read it right, Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker as Force Ghosts. And the unveiling of Benicio del Toro as a political leader tasked with overseeing the crumbling Republic in the wake of the disastrous Starkiller-based planetary attacks in Abrams' film. New cast member Kelly Mary Tran is revealed to be a contact of Carrie Fisher's Leia, who engages in a flirty subplot with John Boyega's Finn as the pair investigate the underbelly of a city on a key Republic planet. This is Looper directing Brian... Director Ryan Johnson is currently shooting Star Wars Episode Eight at Pinewood Studios in England, um, and on location in Skellig Michael in Ireland. Um, the production has shot scenes near Las Vegas. Also, this is a new movie which the Reddit report claims has a working title of Star Wars: <coughs> Echoes of the Dark Side. So the working the studio title was Space Bear. The new title is rumored to be Echoes of the Dark Side. I kind of like that. Yeah. I think that sounds really cool. It's due Christmas this year, December 15th. Um, Ridley Boyega and Fisher will be joined with Force Awakens returnees Mark Hamill and Adam Drivers, Kylo Ren, Andy Serkis as Supreme Leader Snoke, Lupita um, Nyong as Maz Kanata, and Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron. And then there's Benicio Del Toro and Laura Dern, our newcomers. So there's a little bit more spoilers here in the uh, script leak. These are all so interesting to me. I don't, I don't even know. This is the working title, Echoes of the Dark Side. Um, it's divided into three equally important plot threads that don't converge until the third act, Ray Finn and Kylo Ren. Uh, let's see, there's not nearly as much action. There's so much of this. Yeah, there's a lot of it. But I, I, the, this one specifically is the one I want to talk about because I think it's... Either really cool or really weird, but that one right there. Ray apparently, supposedly rumored, is the reincarnation of Anakin Skywalker. Luke went to the first Jedi Temple to better understand how the process works. He learned that the spirit of the Chosen One is reincarnated by the Force every time the universe is thrown out of balance, which apparently happens on a semi-regular basis. Anakin was hardly the first time the Chosen One reincarnated. This is why she's so crazy powerful with the Force. Remember that Anakin blew up the Trade Federation donut ship himself when he was like eight years old. So is it, that would mean Rey is a product of a virgin birth, but many chlorians aren't mentioned. Luke says, you are a child of the Force, which then leads, to, leads up to a reveal of, I am not your father, you are my father. 
interesting. <laughs> the, the, the Star Wars world exploded when this came out. People all over the place said that this is going to be ridiculous. Well, I guess but we'll find out. The first comment on the thing says, fake or not, these are always fun reads. So it's, it's all very interesting. Um, I remember hearing that the beginning of The Force Awakens was supposedly supposed to have, like, Luke's severed hand floating through space with a lightsaber clutched in its hand. Interesting. And that was, you know, what they had originally said, but that never turned out to be legitimate. So, um, I'm pretty sure that does it for new news, though. I didn't have anything. Yeah, nothing new on Harry Potter or Dragon Ball Z. I mean, the like, like we've mentioned before, the latest Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them trailer was... Crazy. crazy loved it. And the the play is coming out real soon. It's it's out. I know that they're performing the play right now. Or no. I don't I don't really know. I know you can get tickets for it all the way up to next year. But we're gonna move right into this week's episode of The Flash. I don't know who's watching. If you don't want flash spoilers, then now would be your ticket to leave. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I'm trying to... Season 2, episode 18 of The Flash. It's called Versus Zoom. I believe it's meant to be read The Flash versus Zoom. Um, so the first thing we got is a flashback to Barry's past and his mom dying. It's yep. pretty much how this episode opens. Yeah, which is interesting. And then right at, right after that, we get an Earth 2 flashback of uh, Hunter, Hunter Zolomon as a boy. Pretty much, it's like the same ambiance as actually Barry's flashback. It was very similar. Yep. But we're still in debate whether his dad was a speedster or not. DJ made a good point saying that uh, he was probably just a soldier that wore that kind of stuff. That, you know, because that's what, that's what Jay Garrick wears is that helmet and all that. I just assumed he was a speedster right off the back. I was also taking notes like crazy. Yeah, we got a lot so of notes on this episode. So, I mean, his dad a speedster, dad a soldier? I don't know. Yeah, I wrote... I, I was wondering if maybe I missed something, but I didn't go back maybe and really watch it, so I'm not really sure. But he uses the same type of helmet that Jay Garrick, the Jay Garrick had. See, um, which is weird to me. I mentioned DJ is that Jay Garrick is a real speedster, real person. We found out in last week's episode that the Jay Garrick that we saw was just Zoom dressing up as Jay Garrick, which is leading us to believe the Iron Mask guy is Jay Garrick, but. Jay Garrick wears that outfit, that metal helmet with the wings and the red suit. But it was Hunter Zolomon's flashback that we saw his dad wearing that suit. Now, if it is a soldier, like if it is an Earth Two soldier suit, then maybe it is very possible that Jay Garrick adapted that suit later. But it's just weird that they put it into Hunter Zolomon's flashback. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Right, unless, unless of course, like that flashback that we saw at the beginning of the thing of the show or the season, when <coughs> unless like that's just something that they're trying to make us think. But but if it's a soldier suit and everybody's got him, yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe the real Jay Garrick, if there is a real Jay Garrick, there has to be, would have had that suit too, and he kind of just adapted it, it like, right. to it. Um, so we got the Flash using a tachyon chest uh, accelerator. It looks like a big spider type it's, thing. It's the thing that Reverse Flash used when. Uh... Wells was reverse flash back in the and later it's, season. It's put on his body to make him. It speeds up the cells in his body to make him run way fast, like supposedly faster than Zoom. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, and they did a little test. They were testing to see how fast he could run from a certain spot. I don't know if they specified where he was started, but 
he's going to run from that spot to the lab. And as he's running, he said he's moving faster than he ever has before. Like uh, Cisco was saying that she was asking, how fast is he moving? He was faster than he ever has before. And then Wells, Earth 2 Wells comes in and says he's four times faster than he was. He goes, he's as fast as Zoom, if not faster. And it was, oh, it was so cool how fast he was going. It was crazy. See, and everybody in the room, they, you know, they're, they're using this because they want to go after Zoom. They want to they wanna save, they yeah. want to get Zoom out of the picture and, yeah. and save the man in the Iron Mask that's left over there on Earth 2. Yeah. I mean, he, Barry is a very humble man. He can't, even though it's not his Earth, it's not his universe, whatever, he doesn't want anybody just, uh, you know, like, tormenting any planet. So, I guess... You know, he's a true he hero. It, he's going to do it, yeah. Um, so everybody in the whole Star Labs team wants to go after Zoom except for Wells. He still doesn't think it's a good idea because of... Why even open yourself up to him? Like, right. He's there. They're here. Leave it alone. I get where he's coming from, but... And his daughter is missing because of Zoom. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, but Ultimately. Either, yeah. So he doesn't want to put his daughter in danger again. I understand where he's coming from, but he's also not a hero. He could give a shit less. Um, so as Barry's running, they're having this conversation. As Barry's running back to the Star Labs, he, he goes through, you know, he's running and then he disappears and then comes back out the other side of this tiny little portal. There's probably like maybe five feet of space or probably a little bit more, probably like 25 feet of space that he didn't run through. And he, he dips in and dips out the other side. Um, it's almost like he teleported 25 feet ahead of him. And yeah. Then it was weird. <coughs> It's pretty weird. Even he looked a little, little confused. And then when he run, he runs back into the thing and he says something along the lines of, "How long was I gone?" And he seemed pretty confused about the whole thing. But they never touch on this ever again. We're gonna get into that a little bit later. Yeah, we'll talk about that toward the end, um, as to what we think it is. It's the only logical explanation for what it Keep is. Keep it in mind. He went through a little portal, and we're gonna discuss more detail about that. So, you didn't take um, notes for a little bit after they were trying to figure out the best way to get back to to open up the breaches. Yeah, they were trying to figure out how to get the breaches and uh, and because Barry's because like he come up with anything yet, and Cisco's like the best thing we have is to freaking set off a nuclear warhead and the city's electrical grid. <laughs> it's just funny to see. I mean, it's obviously not going to do that, but right, I mean, that was the only plan they could think of at the time. That's the only thing that would work, but it obviously is the benefits do not outweigh the risk in that situation. So they start to think about how they can use it, and they remember Reverb, which is Cisco's doppelganger on Earth 2, and how he can manipulate the multiverse. Um, well, they assume that he can you know, the, the manipulate the vibrations of the multiverse, so they assume Cisco can do that as well because he's got all of those vibe powers. Right. Um, so they get, you know, they get him his glasses, and they recalibrate him. Well, for they this. don't do the glasses at first. He tries doing it without them. First. Oh, that's right. He, does, he tries just doing it from where he stands, and then they get the idea. Yeah, well, they it. go down in the basement where their other breach was, and he was trying, and he just has his hand out like he's doing something, and it just it wasn't working, and he was getting a little bit uh, flustered. Like, I can't do this, I can't do it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Being, he's being a little whiny in this episode, but I still love Cisco. Um, and then we got a, a whole subplot going on of uh, um, Harry Wells, and he's he's having Joe, Iris's dad, and Barry's father figure and Wally's father helping him <coughs> find his daughter. So he goes to his house and tries to get him to do it. And Wells asks Joe to talk Barry out of trying to go after Zoom. And then Joe, knowing Barry so very well, is like, 
I can't do that. He goes, even if I wanted to, Barry, Barry makes it, make it up his mind and he's going to do what he wants to do. There's, you know, once Barry has it, you know, there's no telling Barry anything. Right. Barry's, Barry's got his mind set. So they, they find, they, you know, it then moves on to, they find a spot in an old hospital, hospital, which Cisco calls it a patch Adams nightmare. Yeah. Um, where a breach used to be and has the highest residual ener- energy left over. They, use those goggles that I just mentioned. They recalibrated them for this Earth's frequency and Cisco used it to try to open the portal. And he begins succeeding opening the portal. You know, he does it and it's it's pretty cool looking. Like the special effects on this was awesome. But as soon as as soon as he started opening it, we we get a glimpse of Earth too and zooms on the other side looking at the same portal. He's like, come on Cisco. Like he knows it's happening. He hears he's it like, from the other like, room. Vibe. How I can't do his voice, but he knows it's vibe doing it. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, come on, Cisco, you can do it. Like, and it's like he knows it's going to be happening. Um, and then, uh, where are we at? Cisco stops because he senses something, and it freaks, you know, it really freaks him out. So he doesn't want to do it. Like he gets really freaked out, like absolutely horrified. And you know, you first assume it's Zoom. You know, everybody's going to assume that maybe he noticed Zoom was on the other side, and he just kind of got a little scared. But we learned that that's not quite what it was. So the the tachyon enhancer is like like we said it's this big spidery metal looking thing. It's got four legs and it, you know attaches to his chest. Barry basically says this thing sucks. Can can you it's huge? Uh, can you upgrade it to something smaller? So they they use the same thing from earlier in the season where they were using it to steal Barry's speed force. Well, Wells was. Well, yeah, Wells was using it to steal Barry's speed force to give it to Zoom. It's this little thing. They put it on his emblem in his chest, and it does the exact same thing, so it's much more comfortable. You never even know it's there, and it makes Barry run way faster. Right. Um, so that's a little bit of an upgrade that we that we have there. Uh, and it says uh, Wally might be moving in with Joe, which is interesting because uh, I know Wally was talking about he got kicked out of the dorms or something and couldn't afford to live there anymore. And Joe wanted to help him. You know, he was like, I'll give you money. I'll help you out. And then he's like, nah. But then Barry opens Joe's eyes to thinking maybe he wants to live with you. You know, like you got to offer him to live with you. And to this, to Joe, this is weird because he said later that his kids, when they went to school, they wanted nothing more but to be out of the house. So he didn't even assume that that's what he would want. But he hasn't been with his father. So, you know, it's cool. It's cool seeing, oh, I don't know. I can't, oh, Wally West. Ugh. I can't wait. Not yeah. that, that's not like a, I think he's hot. That was a weird <laughs> way, but like you know, like Wally West. You know you who Wally, know who Wally West, West is. Um, so we got uh, Iris. She's seriously considering herself being with Barry because of all the things that they've revealed in the in you know uh, being married to him in the future, being married <laughs> to him on Earth too. All you know, all these things like that. So she might be coming around to possibly uh, being Iris West Allen here sometime. And she uh, also cut the date off with her editor. She was gonna, supposed to go on a date with him, but she oh, canceled yeah. it, and I that's what led to that. this conversation with uh, Caitlin. Caitlin. So I mean, it's interesting. Uh, it's funny. Now back to where earlier we said Cisco got freaked out. You know, oh, this is pretty much what freaked him out. <laughs> he says Cisco is comparing himself to Anakin Skywalker, afraid. <laughs> He says, I'm Anakin. He goes, and I, I, with all this power, I don't want to become Vader. So, like, it's just, it's funny. They do a lot of Star Wars references in these Barry's DC like, shows. you're not going to become Vader. He's like, but the Force is strong with me. Yeah, Cisco goes, the Force is strong with me. I know this. Like, <laughs> because he does have a lot of power, you know. Like, uh, he's, Vibe in the comics is known to be one of the most powerful, one of the more powerful superheroes. He could destroy everything. Like, it's, it's funny because like, almost a, over a year ago now are these... References would not have meant anything to us. They right. wouldn't have been as 
as we would awesome. have understood it. We, just, we yeah, we would have understood it, but that just wouldn't have been yeah. as just, cool. We're recently getting into Star Wars and to this point. I mean, we've seen all the movies in the past, but we're now like our nerd the nerd part of our brain is like, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> All right. We have lightsaber battles sometimes. Yeah, well. But we don't even have lightsabers. You know what I'm saying? The glow in the dark condoms. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just a funny... Like I said, they've mentioned... They've referenced Star Wars in, in Legends And they do Tomorrow. it a lot. Yeah, they do Legends. it so many times. I was just like, about to say that. So it's just cool. It's just funny. But it fits so perfectly. Like So that's why he freaked out, because he's afraid that if he uses his powers, he'd become evil. But just like Reverb was. But Barry tells him, he goes... You're not going to become evil because uh, Reverb and Vader didn't have something that you do. And he's like, friends, friends that will keep you on the right path. And so Cisco gets a little, oh, yeah, you're right. I can do this. Like, so so there – I'm going to make a quick comparison to this. There is a big, huge, popular podcast out there in the, in the world. It's called Serial, and it's a story-based, weekly-based podcast um, and where they talk about, you know, they, they – Captain they have, Crunch, Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> no, serial S E R A I A L. They talk about you know a serial killer, and it's uh you know it's it's this really this week's episode on serial <laughs> Captain Crunch. I'm sorry, I just Captain didn't... Crunch goes after Lucky the the, the leprechaun. That are great. Knees. <laughs> so it's called serial, and they you know they go out, they they talk about you know a serial killer, obviously, and it's probably I've never listened to it, but it's super popular. Um, so that being said, we'll get into the next talk topic. Hunter Zolomon on Earth 2 is a convicted serial killer with 23 counts of murder. As they're going over his past in Star Labs, they're talking about, you know, everything that he did and everything like that. And you hear Harry Wells talk about there being a podcast involving Hunter Zolomon. And we're assuming that that would be the Earth 2 version of Serial. Um, them talking about him and telling his story and all that yeah, stuff like that because they made a lot of comparisons to like Hannibal Lecter and then they had the Hannibal Lecter mask put on him and it was pretty it was pretty cool yeah um yeah exactly like I said 23 counts of murder as you know 23 is a very superstitious number in the as you know that number that movie the number 23 with Jim Carrey it was everywhere oh and dude I didn't even think of that 23 is a real you know it, it's it was some relevance to that number it was interesting it would have been way cooler if it was 52 counts of murder but whatever but, uh, there was I just there was a reference of fifty two in Supergirl the other night. Really? Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Well, all right. And uh, Zoom on Earth two was getting electric shock therapy because he was in like an insane asylum. He went a little bit crazy when his dad killed his mom, and that's what made him into the serial killer he is. Well, uh, the, t- the particle accelerator blew up, and uh, Wells said that he sent it underground to try to minimize the damage, but it didn't. It, it hit the freak- it hit that insane asylum. And it hit Zoom. Now, who Zoom is, while getting electric thought, electric shock therapy. So, that's what gave him the speed force, which is interesting. Right, activated his metagene, and so instead of being hit by lightning, it was electric electroshock therapy. Yeah, Crazy. just to add to his insanity. Zoom. Oh, okay. So they go back. Cisco goes back, and they open the breach. Um, you know, he's not scared this time. And Zoom immediately, boom, he is there. He is out in Earth-1, standing in front of him. I can't remember what he says, but... They're, they're like, smirking, Barry's smirking at him, and then Zoom's just like... Uh, and then he says something, and Barry's like... He's like, I'm not going to let you 
And Barry said, I'm not going to let you do something. And Zoom's like, we'll see or something. And they just start running. And it's a fucking awesome run scene. Like, they're, they seem to be just as fast as each other. Like Yeah. Like, Zoom is not catching Barry like he did in the past. Um, and they, they – so basically they lead him to Star Labs and they're all standing in Wells's, uh time vault. They all got their guns out and they're wearing – you know, they're wearing, like, do you think you can get in here? They're like, no, we can't get in here. But <laughs> I'll be scared too. <laughs> and then there's like this like trap they have like out in this big open area where they've got – um. What do you want to call them? I guess like like cutouts. Like, yeah, like cut like big fat heads. Uh, cardboard cutouts. Cardboard like. cutouts that slam out like the, you know they swing out with a uh, like quickly, and they they use it to do some training and you know tactical training and whatnot and gun training, but they they set it up with Zoom's parents, and then fucking with them. Yeah, and they're and they're using it to really fuck with him, and they, they you know he's running around and they slide, they're swinging out visions of his father, and he gets flashbacks, and then visions of his mom, and he gets flashbacks, and it really and he looked scared, he looked freaked out. It was interesting seeing Zoom look like oh shit, and then they and they slam him with a gun, you know, and it goes around his leg, and they uh, it takes him to the ground or whatever. They use it in the past. I can't remember. Yeah, they used it in the beginning, like the first episode of the season. Yeah, but um, you know, p- puts around his leg. It's like a big lock type deal, and it, like kind of, I think it's supposed to stun his. Yeah, take, I guess his medigine abilities, but it didn't. At first, it did. It seemed like, but they unmasked him. And Barry pulls his mask off, and it is Jay Garrick, who we think, who we know is Jay Garrick, but he's actually Hunter Solomon. Now, like I said, I wrote in there, Jay really is Zoom? Con- question mark. It's confusing because what about the real Jay Garrick? But the only explanation is that the real Jay Garrick is taken and being held somewhere while he was pretending to be Jay Garrick. So, um. And then, so I don't I don't exactly know what was said in, in the very next part about it, but Barry and them have a conversation, and he says something like, "You can't lock up the darkness," and Barry says, "Like what?" Like he's very like it, it perplexes him that he said that. Yeah, that's all he really said. I think it's like he's the darkness, and you can't stop me. I, I, I don't know. And then he runs off. Yeah, like a boss. He just gets out of that shit. Yeah, he just he he starts vibrating his hand, and he, and he takes it and runs out. Uh, presumably back to Earth too, but he takes Wally in the process. Yeah, they go to the house and the house is just fucking destroyed. And then they go upstairs into Wally's room and it says, "If you want Wally, bring me your speed." So yeah, they're trying to make a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, so Barry agrees to this. Well, before that, we see Wally. Wally's in the same cell that Barry was. Mm. Okay. When he was locked up in Zoom Sing and it crosses the. The guy in the iron mask. And if you notice, he was again, he was trying to do that Morse code again, but Wally wasn't, didn't know. He didn't figure, and then, but Zoom showed up real quick, but he was trying. (laughs) The Um, guy in the mask is desperate as hell to get out of there. Yeah. The, uh, Barry agrees to the trade because, um, it's Wally. Yeah, Wally. Wally's basically a new family member. And, um, so, you know, he would do it for any, I think he would do it for anybody, really. If there was a, a random person in the city, you know what I mean? He would probably do it, but I think the, it being Wally, he's not hes not thinking about it. He's like, absolutely, we're going to do it. You know, that's that. So he, they put him on this big treadmill, and he starts you know, start running real fast, and they... Um, well, Harris, before that, uh, the Barry told Vibe to contact him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Vibe, like Vibe. So Vibe does his Vibe thing, and he, like, he can, like, see... He, like, sees the whole lab, and he sees... He sees Wally's alive, and he says, Wally's still alive, and then... He sees Zoom, and then he's like, 
Barry will do it, and like Zoom like kind of looks over to him. It was just an interesting. That scene. was that part where he goes vibe, <laughs> vibe, vibe. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. It's, it's weird. Awesome. But yeah, that scene was cool. Then it comes into what you DJ can't was. lock up the darkness. <laughs> um. So so yeah so he runs on the treadmill and they get this big vial of Barry's speed force and um. You, you know he trade he trades them and as as they're doing this there's a very interesting conversation that's going on between zoom and how he pulled all of this off so you didn't write any of this down but it was remember that yeah, when he said it was to. a time remnant he said he went back to the past and grabbed a older version of himself and brought him back to the future so that would make zoom the time remnant yeah you know what I mean? So, and he convinces himself, he convinces his older self to let his future self kill him. Yeah. He said, he said, it was hard to convince my past self to let me kill him, but in the end, he did it. So, it, but here's, here's what I'm gathering. That the whole time, for anybody that's confused, and Lane, Lane hopefully I can explain myself, but Lane's smart enough to figure it out as I'm talking. The whole time this is going on, Jay is coming back and forth. He's trying to be two places at once. Right. He's he's moving from Earth two to Earth one. He's you know let's let's take it from the beginning when he shows up on Earth one. That is Zoom. That is Hunter Zolomon. He shows up and says, "My name is Jay Garrick. Your world is in trouble." Yep. He works with the Flash. He does everything he can, and until they decide that he's sick enough, and Caitlin finds out the truth, they need to find his Earth one doppelganger. Yeah. So that is when. He's like, this can't be happening. I've got to go. I have to be in two places at once for this to work. That is when he goes back in time to get his older self, convinces him in no more than a day, and then that that Hunter Zolomon we saw sitting in the park, it was either Hunter Zolomon or his. So that was that. Maybe he planted that guy there. Yes. That wasn't even his actual doppelganger. Right. That was probably planted there. So there That's, might still be a doppelganger. Right. That's that's my guess. And that, you know, and then he was able, and then he was able to be in two places at once for the rest of the time. So now was past was past Hunter Zolomon playing the Zoom or because I I know the Hunter Zolomon that from our timeline, you know, the regular one, he was the one that was on Earth with Caitlin because they were starting to fall. He was she was falling in love with him. Yes, she mentions mentions it later, so it had to have been him that was Jay Garrick that we thought was Jay Garrick. So. But did we ever see in any of the episodes? I can't. Did we ever see them at the same time? Zoom and Jay. Not. I don't think so. Even in the lab, there wasn't. A, what about the time Barry was getting his ass whooped? Maybe wasn't may, Jay we, there? Wasn't because Jay was telling him about the lightning bolt thing? Yes, he might have been there. So, what? So the J, So that's what I'm saying. Was was the past Jay the one actually in the Zoom suit, or was the past Jay the one in the lab at that moment? Like who? I think it was. Who the knows pa- what time? I think it was the past Jay. That was the one who was in the lab helping helping them. Because they could have switched out at any time. They could have switched out at any time. But the 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 one, I, I'm assuming that when Zoom g- grabbed him from the past, he filled him in on everything, and he says, "At the end of all this, you're gonna let me kill you." And that's that. Like, because and he explained it to them, and it doesn't it obviously doesn't matter because Zoom can travel freely pretty much wherever he wants. So that Jay Garrick is like, well, here's my future already, so I'm going to let you, you know, mine as well. So the Jay Garrick from back in that time would cease to exist, making Zoom the time remnant, <coughs> and he's he is just a free-roaming being. Yeah, all this time-traveling shit is crazy. That's the way I'm gathering it. That's the only way it makes sense. And then, so they he asked, 
so then it goes back to the man in the iron mask. They're all doing this. They're all having this conversation while they're Barry's filling up this vial with speed force. And they're talking about who the man in the iron mask is. And he says, uh, he goes, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And then that was all he said on that. That's crazy. So uh, I, I have to know who that is. It's I feel like that's insane. the real Jay Garrick. That's what I think to too. That is a completely different actor, not Teddy Sears. Just a completely different guy. Like an old, cause Jay Garrick's an older guy. See, but I've, I was been thinking ever you're talking about how he was talking about the past and uh, how we were seeing the fight between them. I and it was Zoom versus what looked like the same guy that we know as yeah. Jake Eric. And I was like, well, maybe that's just the way he's perceiving it. It could have still been fighting. But what about Wells? Wells saw Jake Eric. Wells knows Jake Eric. Why did he not know? Has he never seen the real Jay Garrick? Was it always a fake Jay Garrick? That's a good point. I don't understand. It's so confusing that, that there's going to be a lot of questions they're going to have to answer. And I, I think that, they're going to do it very well on answering so. it. I don't think they're going to put any plot holes. It's crazy confusing. The only the only thing that could still stand if that's the case is that Hunter Zolomon was a twin. Like, But that doesn't make any sense to the story that we just found out. Right. Hunter know. and Jay are twins. That's the only thing that makes any sense if that's the case. Yeah, but why didn't we see them at the in the past unless the one twin was sent away while the other was kept out? Right. So I'm not, I'm not really sure. It's interesting. Based on how big of an asshole his father, Hunter Zolomon's father was, I could totally yeah. see him not wanting more, two kids. But, um... So... Yeah, so it gives him the, like, Barry loses all of his speed. You know, he gets it all in that vial, and now he's practically human again. Even Cisco says, oh, he's a human again. And Jake, and then Wells, like, grabs the vial, and Hunter takes it from him and just fucking sticks it in his arm, and he fucking goes nuts. Like, that shit was crazy as hell. Like, I can't <laughs> Thanks, imagine. Barry! I can't imagine that was how crazy. fast it was. And then he practically teleported right to where Barry was and just, like, grabbed him by his throat and was going to murder the shit out of him. And then, and then until Caitlin speaks up and is like, if you, you know, if you're still in there and what anything you have ever said to me was true, then you will let him go because what, you know, our love was real pretty much. Uh, we, you know, we had real. If we you had, ever loved me at all, if every, anything you said was true, you got to leave him go. And then he does, but he takes Caitlin. Yeah. He runs out the room real fast, takes Caitlin. Cisco says, Caitlin! And then that's over. Yep, episode's over. So, but we're going to be talking about the net, the point being, so remember the portal we were talking about? The Flash and Supergirl had a crossover called World's Finest on episode, I believe it's episode 21, something along those lines. Um, and I've only, I've, I'm still watching Supergirl. I'm about halfway through the season, maybe a little bit over halfway through. Um, and I've seen the very beginning clip of the crossover. I've seen where, you know, where Supergirl's flying. I've told Lane this, so I'm not trying to spoil anything for yeah, him. Yeah, you're good. So I've seen where Supergirl's flying over the fields and Flash is running around, zipping around all over the place. She's confused, so she looks, you know, flies down there, and a conversation takes place. Um, she's like, "Well, who are you know? Who are you, stranger?" It's it's very uh, cheesy <laughs> conversation, but she says, "Who are you, stranger?" And he says, well, "I'm the Flash." And she says, "Well, you say that like I know who you are." And he's like, "Well, you don't know who I am." And she's like, "Nope, I've never heard of you." And then he's like, well, have you ever heard of the Green Arrow? And she's like, no. He's like, what about Black Canary or the Atom or, um, um, you know, all, all these different characters from Arrow and, and everybody that he uh, knows about. Or Firestorm, I think he says. And she's like, nope, never heard of you. And he goes, well, who are you? And she goes, I'm Supergirl. And he's like, well, I've never heard of you either. And she's like, well, that's interesting. And then 
Um, he just looks at her really intently and says, I think I'm on the wrong earth. But the whole time, he's got this big, giant tachyon enhancer on his chest. So it had to have been... He had to have gone to that earth when he went through that little portal, which is why he was, like, confused as to why how far long he was gone. But now, he doesn't say a goddamn thing about Supergirl or being on that other earth in this entire time. Like, now, there's there's a whole... there's there's he's, I haven't seen the episode, but I've heard people talk about it, that he was there for a while. He was in National City for almost a week, they said. So... That that's just confusing. I, I'm hoping that when I get to that episode, maybe it explains a little bit more. Um, but yeah. the way that they're doing it doesn't it doesn't line up at all because Supergirl is Mondays, Tuesdays Flash, Wednesdays Arrow, and Thursdays Legend. So you, it's superhero week every week. And that episode, the Supergirl episode, aired like two weeks before this episode of Flash. Because I mean, the Flash was on break. I mean, I can only think the reason he didn't say anything was just because they had more shit. They had other shit going on that he was like, I'll just maybe he's like just put it back of his head. I'll tell him about it later when. Our lives aren't at risk, and it, and it and it also depends on what happened. You know how many times Supergirl has mentioned the Flash appearing in National City after the fact. Yeah, you know what I mean because there's still two or three episodes after that happens that she's obviously going to be remembering that that happened. They're going to be talking about it. It's the Flash, and it's crazy to me that the Flash didn't recognize who Supergirl because at this point they should know who Superman is, and they should know who you know they should know these people like. I mean, I know Barry's just becoming Barry Allen, but I believe Superman was already around before Flash became the Flash. So yeah, there I, should be a Superman on Earth One. Me. It's crazy to me that they wouldn't know who Superman is. Yeah, there should be a Superman on Earth One, and uh, the the rumor is that Supergirl is happening on Earth Three. Yeah, that's crazy. Because if he was on Earth Two, then he wouldn't have had to have worried about getting there in the first place. He could have gone there and gone back. But right. he obviously figures out how to get there and get back. By running straight through. So when he ends up, he, he runs through the portal from Central City. You know what I mean? Where does he end up at? Yeah. In National City? Like, is National City, Central City, in Earth 3? That doesn't make any sense. The location makes no sense. How, like, unless he just ran right through something and ended up fucking across the country. Like, and then, and then how does he get back to where he came out at? Does he go to Central City on Earth 3 and then run up the same street and just... Pop into a portal. I'm fucking fine though. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? And then and then they're. I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't make any sense yet. Maybe we'll see. I'm hoping that it it all comes around full circle. But that episode of the Flash was just nuts. Um, I I, I absolutely loved it. There's there's so much going on. It's such a crazy thing. But right. anyway. That was it for the Flash episode. We're going to get into Justice League rumors. Yeah. These rumors had just come out this week. I read them yesterday, actually, and I was like, these are awesome. I think we're going to talk about this on tomorrow's podcast. So here we are. We've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight talk points about the Justice League. Well, nine if you want to include the Green Lantern news. Um. So go ahead and start it out. I've been talking for a while. Dark Side is the Justice League villain, obviously. The first movie ends with him being teleported elsewhere and the League realizing they need to recruit even more. See more about that later. To stop him when he returns. So, I guess, like you know, like uh, they formed a Justice League based on the fact that Dark Side is that powerful. They need more superheroes. But, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, then it says that Superman is absent until the end of 
the Justice League movie. He comes back, delays Darkseid just enough so they can send him somewhere else. Probably through his boom tubes. Um, Batman and Superman have some nice back and forth banter. So if you saw Batman v Superman... Remember, these are rumors. Yeah, these are all rumors. We have no idea if this is legitimate. But the end of Batman v Superman, he dies. Doomsday. And he's, you know, in the in the grave. They have his funeral. And then the dirt rises at the top. And things like that. So if you haven't seen Batman v Superman, I'm fucking sorry. It says apparently uh, William Defoe might be playing Kent Nelson. I saw the helmet the other day on set. is on Kent's shelf in one scene. They're playing, planning on suiting him up fully for Justice League Part Two. I don't know who Kent Nelson is. So yeah, that was what I was going. I was banking on the fact that you would look this up. This guy sounds crazy. Kent Nelson. I only read a tiny bit about him. I can't remember his name. Like his his his, his uh, super super name. Uh, Lane's gonna look it up. Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate. Okay, yeah, I know I know about Dr. Fate. A little bit. I've seen him in things. He's He's got like a gold helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty powerful. So they're they're saying that Willem Dafoe might be playing Dr. Fate. So quick, that well, is I'll, pretty I'll interesting. I'll give you a little Kent Nelson history real quick. Kent Nelson is Dr. Fate, a powerful sorcerer and the agent of the Lords of Order who fights evil alongside his wife Inza. His amulet, cloak, and helmet are creations of the ancient Naboo who acts as his mentor and spiritual guide. He is a founding member of the Justice Society of America. So he, in the JSA, it would have been where like he would have been in with like Jay Garrick and that Justice that Justice Society. And my phone is acting okay. Yeah, if you've never seen him, this is what he looks like. I've seen him in uh, plenty of like you know the cartoons. I've seen him. Um, he's a son. I'll tell you. Let's see what his powers are. Yeah, he's in there with Hawkman. He's in with, with uh, Jay Garrick's Flash and, and uh, the original Green Lantern from their Earth. He's the one. Why can't I? His name is is this is escaping me. Powers. He has magic inside his power is a great array of abilities. He has magic sense. He can feel the presence of magic in his surroundings. Awareness. He can be turned in. He can be tuned in with the cosmos and feel incoming mystical events. He has astral projection, chronokinesis, dimensional travel, divination, eldritch blast, energy construct creation, energy resistance, flame spell, force field, healing, illusions, invisibility, magnetic manipulation, hypnosis, molecular, re molecular reconstruction, necromancy, phasing, resurrection, telepathy, teleportation, divine empowerment. Dr. Fate can make Superman immune to magic if he wanted to. Well, he sounds like someone he needs to be on the Justice League. Yeah, it says, with the helmet, fate feels no emotions and is completely immune to Psycho Pirate's powers. Psycho Pirate is pretty crazy. That's nuts. Uh, it says, it says without his helm, Kent Nelson has only the following magical abilities. Immortality, invulnerability, telekinesis, flight, enhanced strength. So, without his helmet, he's Damien Dark. But way more strong. Yeah. Interesting. It says, Dr. Fate could withstand military weapons and an explosion that could destroy a mansion. Uh, says te his telekinesis powers are so strong when he has his helmet on that he is he has enough telekinetic power to move a planet. Damn, damn, a planet! With Holy! And without the helmet, fate can only lift cars. So that helmet obviously gives him quite a bit of 
quite a bit. <laughs> he goes from being able to move the car. That's to, that's not how I would have described see, that. That's a that's bad. It's a weakness of his separation from the helmet's a weakness. You're talking about the difference between the very first flip phone ever invented and the latest iPad Air. Yeah. That's that's what that's like. A planet, a car to a planet. Just with the helmet. So, I mean, you know, if he loses that helmet, he's he's pretty badass regardless. But without the helmet, he's significantly weaker. So, whew, little history on uh, Dr. Fate. That is crazy, dude. So, I, I'm excited to see that. That's going to be interesting. I hope we see him move a planet on... Doubt it. Screen. <laughs> I've never seen it happen. I, I still have faith that Luke Skywalker can move a planet. I don't know with about the that. Force. How crazy would that be? Pretty crazy. Just with his hand. Neat. Moving Earth out of the way. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Alright, so the second Justice did you already read that we no. might see him planning fully suiting yes. up on Okay. So the second Justice League film will have many of the lesser known league members joining up. They want to create a huge team of members to include um, whenever there is a global threat. That way fans can get hyped and hope that they bring the rest of the Justice League for future movies. Um, other heroes heroes. Other heroes they're considering um, now are Blue Beetle, Zaytana, Martian Manhunter, Booster Gold, Plastic Man, Raven, and some others. See, Expectedly, the Green Arrow. I wouldn't consider Martian Manhunter a lesser-known League member. He's one of the founders in the original Justice I League. I agree completely. And Booster Gold, he's the one who created... Who, uh, Booster Gold's from the future. Yeah, he's the one who ge- who gives Doomsday his name. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, and also Plastic Man, He he's just like stretchy. He's kind of like uh, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. But he uh, he's very genius too. Like he he's a, a lot of the the freaking uh, graphic audios I listen to. He's always at the computers. You know, he's always doing all the fucking computer things because he can. You know, he's stretchy. He can do a whole bunch of shit at the same time. It's crazy. So, you know, he he's second on the list beneath uh, Adam. Whenever they have shit like that to do, and you know, Plastic Man usually takes it. But he's really funny and jokey. Batman gets really irritated with Plastic Man because he's constantly p- cracking jokes. It's funny. So it says the the only <laughs> hero that will be brought in for part two that stays a main member is the Green Lantern, who will be Hal Jordan. Reportedly, though, John Stewart it might be making a brief appearance. They said they're still discussing that. Yeah. So this next thing is something that our buddy Brett is going to get really excited about, and Lane will get really excited about. I'm also pretty excited myself, but I have to delve a little bit deeper into the series that already exists. The cyborg movie is up in the air right now. Lots of talk about making it into a Teen Titans film instead. That would be awesome. <laughs> I love Teen Titans. You know, Teen Titan, the old cartoon Teen Titans, and they revamped recently. It's garbage, but the old one was the shit. With they had Robin, Starfire, Raven, and Cyborg. They were the original Teen Titans, and they fight Slade Wilson in the cartoons. And, but uh, that would be hell. Fucking, I don't know if, if you guys saw Batman versus Superman. That little glimpse we saw of Cyborg becoming Cyborg was fucking crazy. Yes, that was nuts. So, Justice League Dark is the Justice League Dark movie is not dead at all. I so I heard rumors about this. I don't know what it means or who's going to be doing it, but I heard that it possibly would be like maybe a Tarantino film or something like that. But Justice League Dark, is, the movie's not dead. I heard they're going to have a huge announcement about it at Comic-Con this year. The goal is to make everyone forget about Marvel this year and reel people back in after. This is not our quote, so don't quote us on this. We like the movie. But they said they're trying to reel people back in after the failure of Batman v Superman. I didn't think it was a failure. It wasn't a failure. It wasn't what I wanted it to be or thought it was going to be, but it wasn't a failure. Yeah, I, I would never consider it. I will be buying the Blu-ray. I don't oh, yeah. buy fl- failure Blu-rays. So 
That's for sure. And then we got one more thing about Green Lantern news that they set aside from what we already talked about. Do do do. Just gotta bring it up here. Okay. So the Green Lantern Corps movie has been rumored to have three Earth Lanterns. So this is in 2011, the Green Lantern movie did very little to set the box office all right. Nor did it give any fans much to cheer about. Look, there's issues with the movie, and there, you know, are only, and only a few of them have to do with the needlessly C- CGI costume. But as with the property that doesn't do well for the first time, there's always opportunity to try again. When the slate of the Cinderverse DC Comics movies were announced, um, oh, the Snyderverse, sorry, the. <laughs> The Snyderverse DC Comics movies were announced. The one furthest to the end in 2020 is no less than a new Green Lantern. I don't even know what I'm speaking about. I'm sorry if I'm speaking in tongues. Um, This time is being touted as Green Lantern Corps, which would allude to the fact that there are multiple lanterns on display. So well, we saw a lot of Green Lanterns in the Green Lantern movie. He did go see the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, they're, on, they're speaking. This, they're going to have three Earth Lanterns. Which would have to be the three Hal main. Jordan, John Stewart, Kyle Rayner. See that that's weird to me because Hal Jordan wasn't a Green Lantern when Kyle Rayner became Green Lantern, and John Stewart was trapped in some fucking prison thing somewhere. I, I mean, at one point, I know Hal Jordan becomes Spectre. I don't know. That's a lot. I don't know. That's There's confusing. a lot involved. So, what do you think about the possibility of three of the most popular Green Lanterns being in the same movie? And how about old man Hal Jordan? I wonder if we'll ever see Ion and uh, Parallax. I don't know. And that shit's crazy. So it says here that the Green Lanterns will appear in the two-part Justice League movie, which will be slated for 2017 and 2019, with The Flash and Aquaman and Shazam slated to come out between the two parts. So there's a lot of Justice League information coming, a lot of DC E universe coming. Um, there will be Green Lantern cameos in any of these movies, or truly going to wait till 2020 to introduce the entire Green Lantern Corps mythos. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But that's that's all pretty exciting. Yeah, I like the, I Green, love Lantern. the Green Lantern. Yeah, I do too. I think uh, I'm a Kyle Rayner fan. I've said it in the past, but Kyle Rayner is my favorite Green Lantern. So. All right, so we have one more thing that we need to talk about real fast. Earlier this week, I, you know, and I, I promised that I would do this. The winner of our little contest that we announced that one person participated in and one person got correct. Um, I posted a picture of uh, Barry Allen, who's the Flash. I posted a picture of Rick Grimes and Batman, and it said Barry Allen plus Rick Grimes plus Batman equals question mark. It was a pop culture icons. Um, pop culture icons uh riddle and uh oh yeah i forgot we have to talk about that pop culture icons riddle and you know the all three of these pop culture icons equal up to another pop pop culture icon the answer to this was alan rickman so you got barry allen rick grimes batman equals alan rickman who played snape on harry potter and various other things um he was in dogma galaxy quest um you know he's pretty pretty big in the nerd world right so the person who got it right was dennis gregory weibel so, good job on that one, uh, D-Greg. 
Uh, he's always the first person to like our statuses and the first person to come in any, anything. He's been there since we start started it up, so we Thanks appreciate it. Greg. <laughs> we appreciate it, Dennis. Um, me and Dennis have known each other for a, a long time, so I really do appreciate it. Um, and keep keep talking us up if that's what you do. Please. <laughs> so but. we're going to move right into the Fear of the Walking Dead episode that we just watched like a half hour ago. Yeah, we were a little late on it, but enough to talk about it in this episode. Fear the Walking Dead, Season 2, Episode 3, Our Boros. That's not that one. No, that's what it is. Our Boros. Our Boros. It starts off, we see the plane, it looks like a plane crash. There's luggage in the plane, uh, in the water and ocean. And then we see that Asian girl from, if you guys were watching Walking Dead this season and you were watching all the commercials, they had little shorts. Flight 462. Flight 462. It was like a little, literally like 15 seconds in, in the middle of the commercials. And it was showing, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. It's called. It was called Fear of the Walking Dead Flight 462. And they, you know, it was showing they were up in a plane and a guy got sick and became a walker. And this Asian girl seemed to know what she was talking about. It was just an interesting little short, as everything was going to shit. Well, we start off seeing her and the boy from that, the, like the young teenage boy, but he's all burnt to shit. He is fucked up. I guess his name is Jake, and she is trying to save him very bad. You know, I guess she got a crush on him. Not so much a crush. It's just that he, you know, he cares for. She cares for him. He's the only one that she wanted that to white a wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew her name. I couldn't remember. I don't know. But so, so that's going on. That's a little bit of a subplot that that's that's leading into the episode. Um, and then you know, cut to cut to our survivors, Travis and company. Um, there's the the whole the whole thing is that there's something blocking the uh, engine, the cooler engine, or what did he what did he call it? The engine cooler thing. That's the engine the something. Engine. I, he said. A well, name the salt for the it. salt water cools the the motor as they're driving, but it wasn't working. Something was blocking the water from getting to the cooling system. So they yeah. So <clears throat> someone's got a volunteer to go down there and unblock it. Um, and that's the very first thing that happens is Strand's a real asshole, obviously, and doesn't you know doesn't think he needs to be the one to go down there, even though it's his boat. I guess he's got some sort of complex where he thinks that these people owe him something still. Right. Saving their lives. I mean, I mean, but he, they saved his life first. They got him to his house first, and now he, he's just a cock. <clears throat> well, Travis says, fuck it, I'll do it. And Travis is volunteers to do it, and he goes under the water in the dark. It was darker and shit, which, fuck that. Not only there might be walkers, there's sharks and giant squids. and Underwater apocalypse diving in the dark. Fuck that. Fuck that. Well, he comes across a walker, so, uh, you know, like, what are the odds? And it's like attacks him, and then it just kind of shows him up under the thing. Next scene, like it didn't really show what happened with that situation. Well, the arm, the arm is like stuck inside the boat. Yeah. Oh, is that what we saw? Mm. Oh. The arm was like up, up inside this hole in the outside of the boat. Oh, I didn't see that part. I didn't notice that. Um. So then, they, they, they come across. You know, they, they're basically saying land ho. They see some land. There's a whole bunch of like bags, empty suitcases. Well, the daughter, or, the daughter sees it. Yeah, it? the daughter Alicia. Yeah, she sees that there's a whole bunch of not empty suitcases. I don't want to fuck us at that. There are a whole bunch of full suitcases all out on this island, and they want to go check it out. And they're stopped at the moment trying to fix the engine cooling thing. So right, they're, they're just floating in the middle. So they start to argue, and and th- this is the. This is the thing that, that Lane said: is that the, the, these people are retarded. Like they, they're arguing about going to the land while they're not moving to get supplies that they don't have. Yeah, why make an argument about? They, they need clothes and they need medicine. And what the fuck do people take on planes? Clothes, and medicine. 
It's the perfect opportunity to go over there and get it. They're not doing anything. And Lane said that that's not unreasonable. It's the most completely unreasonable thing to do. Yeah. So they agreed to it, and four of them, I think it was four of them, right? Yeah, it was the, Caesar, the, the, the Latino Cesar. The Cesar. Chris. Chris. Nick. Nick. And Felicia, or Alicia, Alicia. whatever the fuck. Bye, Felicia. I saw, I, every time I thought they were calling her Felicia in this episode. Um. Yeah, so they go over there, and they're, you know, they're scavenging for, for stuff, and... um. New Carl comes around and yeah, it's fucking Nick. Chris, Chris is a fucking totally new Carl. Just where's Carl? I'm calling him New Carl for the rest of because he just disappeared. He goes off on his own. He thinks he's a badass until I mean, he proves that he's not New Carl. I mean, Carl now is badass. We love Carl now, but see, this grown, pretty much grown teenage Nick Chris is acting like a young boy Carl, like a little punk, <laughs> little bitch ass. But he 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 goes off. And doesn't tell anybody where he's going. He goes to find this plane, and there's like a walker inside, and it's got like, yeah, it, it's the whole the whole thing was the plane crash, and the uh, the walker. Or I'm sorry, the plane. They find the bigger part of the plane, and there's a a um, walker sitting on the inside, and it's got like an oxygen mask on. Pretty and interesting. It's yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty funny looking. Yeah, yeah, I had the, the things that drop down, and it says in the case of emergency. And he's like, oh, you can't bite me with this thing on, can you? And, it's just funny. and then the guy is still alive. There's a fat guy still alive. And he uh, ends up being his spine was showing. And his spine was very noticeably broken. <laughs> and he's saying, help me, help me, please, help me. And Chris has to kill this guy. And I think the guy, that's what the guy was asking for. He wanted that to happen. Did you mention about his spine? Yes. Yeah, That's that was brutal. It was crazy looking, but... uh. And then during this, uh, Chris Nick falls into a hole <laughs> that a walker is stuck in. It looks like quicksand or something out of the other. And then there's like crabs all up on him. Yeah, like the, the walker's like eating these little crabs. Walker's got crabs, not the STD. Yeah, the walker had crabs all over him. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, and he was like eating. He's like crabs, like whole shelled and everything. It was brutal. He, he was dipping it in garlic butter and everything. It was enough. <laughs> Sitting at a table. But uh, uh. You know, he gets in there, he gets in a little tuffle with this walker, and then he ends up killing it, and another one falls, and then I'm down into the hole on top of him, and then he, and then it just kind of cuts the scene, like, we He's have like, no oh, idea. shit. Yeah, and then, uh, like, well, and then, you know, they're start, they're searching through suitcases, and Cesar realizes that Chris is missing, so he goes off and starts looking for him, and then all of a sudden, somebody's come running, sprinting down this fucking sand mound, and then she's like, rock and go, they're coming, and then just... Walkers at the ass start coming over this mountain. Oh, it was terrifying. It was crazy. Walkers over a desert. Oh yeah, it's nuts. Oh, never seen it before on Walking Dead and anything. But that's that what's was awesome about crazy. this. We're gonna see so many things we didn't see, haven't seen. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. So while this is happening, Nick still hasn't arrived, and Walkers are you know they're trying to get back to the boat, trying to get their bags. Chris. Oh yeah, Nick hasn't arrived. And, oh, Chris and everything. Arrived. Yeah, Chris hasn't arrived yet either. And they're all trying to get back to the boat, and um. During during all that happening, Alicia and she goes looking for Chris. Chris also and find you know finds Chris on the plane and then gets him to come back. And as they go back, the walkers are just tearing into them like they're just swarming everywhere. And they're you know they're trying to fight them off because they have no other choice. They're trying to get them because if they don't, they're going to die. Very disorganized. Well, they you know, they're fighting them off. They're hitting them and. Chris is doing these crazy stunts. Like, he did, like, a Superman zombie head hit. It was kind of It was cool, dude. I love when he, yeah, like, dove across. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I, hope there's, oh, I hope he always does that, because that's the only thing about New Carl that I like. Right. And then, uh, you know, they, they seem to be getting in the corner. And all of a sudden, like, it looked like he was about to eat Alicia, one of the zombies. And then 
Nick comes in with the boss ass entrance, is covered in blood from head to toe, just fucking just murking these motherfucking these walkers like they were nothing. It was awesome. And th- this is how the this crew discovers that Walker or Blood. At least Nick does. At least, yeah, at least, I'm sure he's gonna tell everybody else. <clears throat> yeah, they're gonna ask him why he's covered in blood. He's still covered in it. But this is how I'm um, presumably they discovered that Walker Blood masks the sense of scent of human, you know, live human beings. So. That stare down he had with that walker, and he was like yeah. making the walker noise. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny, man. I loved it. He's like, huh. It was pretty interesting. So you know, they they take the Asian girl, and she goes, "Oh, we have we need to make a stop." And they you know they make it to the boat, and they get out in the ocean, and then they come in towing the little yellow life vest, lifeboat they were on, and the little burnt boy of hers is on there, and Strand obviously is very against it, very pissed, and he goes, "They are not coming with us. They're liability," and then they kind of. Uh, get to an argument match and then they just kind of decide to tow them behind them in their little boat but Strand is an asshole and then partway through towing them he just cuts the rope and then leaves them out in the middle of nowhere yeah and the whole and the whole time there's there's a tiny little subplot going on where they're arguing with Strand about going to Mexico yeah um, Baja specifically and because reinforced place yeah he's got he's got walls and food and water filtration and all that stuff like that supposedly so See, but they said that in front there. of those people, so I know we're gonna see that Asian girl and the other kid again. I mean, at least the Asian girl. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't spend a whole season of Walking Dead and uh, countless mini a mini series to introduce them one time and then right. leave them in the middle of the ocean. So I seem to think that next week we might get a solo episode about them. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, it doesn't. Whatever. As long Following as Walking Dead formula, I feel like that could happen. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much the episode of Fear of the Walking Dead. It was a good episode. Nothing super, not not a whole lot to talk about, obviously, but it was good. I, I'm I'm liking the season a lot. It's getting it's yeah. a really good season. Um, we didn't talk. Would we have anything else to talk about? No. There. I mean, you're up. You're up one more. You're ahead of Legends by one episode. Now you're two behind. Yeah, I know. I gotta watch that shit. So we won't talk about any of that until we catch up with Legends, but. Yeah. I guess for now, that's the end of our episode. We don't really have much else to talk about. Thank you for listening to episode 11. Episode 11, yeah. 11 weeks in. And have a good night or day. Whenever you listen to this, I guess it's all on you. (laughs) Have a good one. Nerd Talk Ellipse has assumed no claim and is not endorsed by material used in this podcast production. All music, sounds, and references are copyrighted under the franchise name. Nerd Talk Ellipse can be contacted by phone, email, or social media. You can contact us by email, nerdtalklips at gmail.com, on Twitter at nerdtalklips, or by phone at 814-299-6653. For more content, you can check out our blog at www.nerdtalklips.weebly.com, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdtalklips. If you like what you heard today, we want to hear from you. Please leave us a review on iTunes, or you can find us in the Android market on Stitcher and Player FM. If there's a subject you wish us to talk about, please let us know. We will do our absolute best and research the subject and bring it to you next episode. Thank you for listening to Nerd Talklips.